Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio. Uh, what is it? The Arsenio ZSL Podcast. Oh my god, I was getting ready to go over to my other podcast. <gasps> Today is a good one. I had someone reach out to me and it's so funny, man. I'm telling you, people on Facebook are interesting, right? And I'm not talking about everyone. I had a wonderful uh, student of mine, Matthias, living out there in Western Australia, man. Great guy, Chilean and everything. Just phenomenal human being. Um, he reached out to me via Facebook Messenger, and I was so excited. But there are some people who get in touch with me through, like, a Facebook group, and they automatically assume – and I'm not going to point out, like, different creeds, colors, religions, different types of people. But, you know, this girl right here, you know, she's like, hey, you know, can we do a consultation so you can tell me exactly what I need? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, girl, you know, I could do that. So this is what that consultation is. And then I thought she was going to book an additional hour. So that she could get some coaching done with me. But then next thing you know, she just kind of disappeared. And I said, mm, 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 mm. And I said, but guess what? This is what I love so much about these consultations. You are now going to be announced to the world. That's right. People are going to hear our coaching session. So regardless if you think you can hurry up, use me, and abuse me, I'm going to put the content out there to help even more people. So you might think of it as a, aha. But I think of it as a, hey, it's a win-win situation for me. So in saying that, people, this is what you have today, a wonderful consultation. Not saying she's a bad person. It's just a person who had a different type of intent. But it's all good because I am unbelievably happy. We're going to be talking about a sales podcast coming up, especially next month. Um, and you guys are going to hear and a many of different things in regards to that. So in saying that, people... Keep your eye on the prize. Enjoy this consultation and let's dive in. Okay. All right. So we are officially going. Okay. So here we go. Imagine that you must decide between two homes to live in. One place is very large and brand new, but it's far from your place of work or university. And the second is very small and old, but it's near the university or place of work. Which place would you prefer to live in and why? Okay. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to hurry up and do, I'm going to quickly, if I can pull up this Google timer very quickly, because it is a little bit crazy and it gets a little confusing. So let me just hurry up and pull this up. Come on, man. See, oh, my, my laptop is slow. Okay. All right. So here we go. Let me hurry up and obviously do a little reach share and I'm going to be taking notes on my end. So let's see how you go about doing this. So once you start speaking, I will hit the clock. Okay. 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 Ready when you are. Personally, personally, I have many criteria to choose between the two options. Firstly, if I am living alone, I, I will totally go with the second option since the bigger home will give me the opportunity to feel comfortable where I am living. But, but if I am, if I am, if, if, it, if I'm living alone, I will, 
if I'm not living alone, I will go with the second option. But if I'm living alone, uh, it's more convenient for me to choose the smaller home, which is uh, which is which is near my university. So uh, so I will have less time. I will have less effort to reach the places that I want to go every day. Okay, all right. So this was a very interesting one. Okay, so how do you feel you did with the question? Uh, I feel I'm so anxious. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, I heard a lot of stuttering. I was like, uh oh, okay, she's stuttering just a little, uh, a little bit. Okay, anxious and what else? Um, I feel that I have shocked with the answer. I didn't even expect that I will have this uh, question. Right, right, right. So what happened? You you gave two versions of it, right? And so you talked about, okay, I'm going to talk about two. If I lived here, I would like it because of this. If I lived here, I would like it because of this. However, it's talking about your number one preference, not both of your preferences. Yes. Right. And so that was uh, in terms of the structure. Now, with your speaking capabilities, your vocabulary, everything is there. And you already have a really good fair amount of structure. But Obviously, the anxiousness between seconds 20 to 24, and then after you were trying to use the adjective clause with which you stuttered again and repeated the word, I think, two to three times. And I know you're aware of that mm -hmm. uh, because obviously, you know, this is <laughs> this is how it always happens. Right. And so mm -hmm. I love the, the, the idea behind, you know, the first reason it being bigger and comfortable um, if you're alone, the second option. However, we want to just stick with one option. Right. So yeah. what you could have done, your opening could have been, if I had to choose, I'm putting the if clause with the past simple because you score big points when you use different clauses, right? Now, obviously <laughs> you had a variety of clauses, you use which and that clauses and everything, but the more variety, the better because we don't wanna be graded based on simple sentences. That's the big thing, right? And so- <laughs> Obviously, you could have started it off with the if I had to choose to choose between um, and then what we would do, we wouldn't say anything word for word. And I do believe that you did not say anything word for word, which was actually pretty good. If I had to choose between living further away from my place of work, but in a larger home and uh, living and the pro, I'm just giving you an, an idea, living in the proximity, big word, sorry, of my work, but living in something that's not very comfort, comfortable, I would choose the former or latter. So what I love, we don't have to restate anything, right? But we have to stick a stance, okay? You didn't have a stance in your question mm -hmm. one. So we always, we don't need to talk about both sides. We're going to talk about your mm -hmm. preference and we're going to build off that, right? Which I know mm -hmm. you can do. It's not going to be a problem whatsoever because I'm listening to your speaking and it's actually, okay, she's up there already. Her fluency, her spoken fluency is up there. But what we have to do, we have to add in a little bit of a system. So the former means to live in further away, but in a bigger home and the latter is this. The reason why I would like you to say this is because we don't have to restate the entire thing, or we don't have to paraphrase everything we said again, okay? We just pick one of those. I would choose the former. 
my first uh, reason for this would be, you see what I mean? And then you would go into your detail, such as what you had done. And then the second uh, explanation, you see what I mean? I'm kind of mixing it up. Now, I know that you've seen in the TOEFL group, you, uh, TOEFL resources, they always say the first reason is because, the second reason is because, the first reason is because, the second reason is because. That's mm -hmm. all fantastic if you do need a template, but because I'm listening to your language already, you don't need a template. You need to showcase. And so if you say my first reason for this plus a modal verb, and then the second one, you say the second explanation is dot, 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 and you mix them up that way you're going to score even higher. So the reason why I'm telling you this is because if you put a little bit of structure into it, now the whole big structural thing, obviously what we're going to have to hurry up and tackle is making sure you have two supporting ideas based on your preference. Okay. Yeah. Two supports based on that preference. I don't want you to talk about both of them unless you're going to do a comparison and contrast. So if you were to say, oh, living further away, like you said, is bigger and more comfortable as opposed to, now that's called a comparison and contrast. We're showing the contrast of relationship or the comparison from living further away in a bigger home, but being uncomfortable living closer to your workplace, if that makes sense. That's is it called- preferred in this type of a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends. It depends how you want to approach it. Now, preferred it in this type of question, in the preferential questions, sure. Agree or disagree? Absolutely. Okay, because agree or disagree, some people would say, I agree uh, with da, 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 for several reasons. The first reason, but if we do a comparison and contrast, it helps us a lot more with those style points. Now, it's totally up to you, okay? This is just a nice way um, of putting a little bit more finesse onto your speaking question, okay? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Good, good. So there it is. Does that make sense? The hardest part in, in the speaking section. I see. That independent... Independent question. Yeah. And so it's going to take a lot, a lot of practicing uh, in terms of, you know, just trying to build that up overall. Like, okay, how can I build up my ideas? And to be honest with you, Maze, that's your name, right? Maze? Yes, Maze. Okay, Maze. Yeah. So because you already have a lot of ideas and they all correlate from one to another, it's not going to take long to get you to that level that you need to get. It does, it's not going to take a lot of work as compared to other people who don't really have this already. They have no foundation. You have foundation in like five floors of, five floors of a building, metaphorically speaking, you know, and that's a real good thing. So again, looking at the whole bright side of it, although this is a little bit of a problem, I do believe that you have some potential here and it's not gonna, it's not gonna be too difficult, right? I hope so. <laughs> okay. All right. So do you want to go on to speaking question two, three, and four, correct? Yes. Okay. So let's do this. All righty. So what I'm going to do here, I'm going to take a step back. You're going to obviously write this up. This is a letter. Okay. I'll show you a couple of tips and tricks to this, but you're going to write your opening paragraph. 
Let me know when you're done. Both you and I will take notes and then it's gonna come to you in terms of your execution, okay? Okay. Okay, I have finished. Okay, awesome. Nice and good. That's quick. Very quick. Good, good, good. Let's see how you open it up. But we're going to do some note taking. Now, do not worry, okay? Because me, I have these fingers, okay? Now, you, okay. you only have a pen. You have a pencil, whatever it is you write it with. And so it's a little bit difficult from your perspective, okay? But from my perspective, not too bad, okay? So here we go. Three, two, and one. Now listen to two students discussing the letter. Did you see this letter of Justin's in the paper today? I like his idea. Yeah, I did see that. I think it's good. It would be a real convenience because right now the closest place to get something to eat is at the student center, which is all the way across campus. You know, you're right about that. There just isn't enough time to leave the math building, make the long walk to the student center, and get back in time for your next class. I know what you mean. So it would be a great place to just have something to eat, spend time with friends, and slow down a little in between classes. And what about his suggestion about the computers? Oh, I really like it, because most students bring their laptops to classes, especially math classes, and they need to recharge their laptops when they're not in class. Yeah, and there are absolutely no places to do that in the math building because it's so old. Right. So, like, if you have a couple of math classes in a row and some time in between them, it would be a good place to sit down and recharge your laptop and maybe get some work done at the same time. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. I'll put the Google timer back up for you. Okay. Can we start? Okay. Absolutely. Let's do it. Ready when you are. The university has decided to turn the empty spaces in the in the math uh, building into a space where the where the students can sit and do their work. Uh, so they can get something to eat between the classes and they can get recharged their laptops since they will do since they will bought electrical outlets. The student in the recording finds this is a brilliant idea since there is no, not enough time between the classes to go and to cross uh, in the campus to get something to eat so they can eat, they can spend time between the lectures. Secondly, the student finds that this is a brilliant idea because most of the students bring their laptops with them and there's no places in the math building to charge their laptops because it's old fashioned. So in, by this idea, they can charge and they can do some work in the math building. Okay, you finished a little early. We're gonna have to figure out an emergency conclusion. Okay, so this was a little, okay, so obviously, 
the opening introduction, I did think that 20 seconds was a little bit long, but you finished a little bit early, right? And mm -hmm. so I believe that this idea, you went by pretty quickly. I believe you finished at about 33 to 34 seconds. It is because you didn't mention much about, now obviously leaving the math building, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's at the rate at which you speak. That's probably why you did finish pretty early too, right? And so what I want to hurry up and point out is there wasn't an announcement by the university. It was a, it was a letter written by a student. Oh, I didn't notice that. Exactly. So what we have, we have announcements and we have letters. Yes. And so what I would like you to do, and of course that, you know, that this is being recorded, which is really, really good is we're gonna make it very easy, okay? An announcement, uh, we'll get into that later. But for this part, a letter was written by a student at the university suggesting that, suggesting they should space. Now what this is, this is passive voice. You're gonna get crazy style points. You got active voice and style, uh, passive voice. If you're able to start it off with this, because you had all the details, all those details that you said probably between 10 to 20 seconds, you would slot them into the here and here, okay? Now, if we go back to that speaking question, let's see what the fool didn't said, okay? Uh, get out of here, okay? Students who are majoring in math, blah, 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 a lot of time. I think it would be convenient for most that, well, oh, hold on, Caf uh, yeah, to have a cafeteria in the main building. Uh, and then additionally, the university could add a number of electrical outlets. Okay, all right. So suggesting they should have a cafeteria in the math building. And on top of that, adding in some electrical outlets because dot, 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 dot. The woman, and you said, thought that this is a brilliant idea. And then you went into the segment. What I'm going to do, though, okay, so that's your nice little introduction with the letters. So we got some passive voice at the beginning. This is yes. going to put you up there. Instead of just saying, you know, um, I, I don't know what people normally say. The reading was about a cafeteria for the map. It, it doesn't really make that much sense. So we're going to have two different formats. We have an announcement and we have a letter. I gave you the letter one. Now, in regards to the yellow, it kind of felt like you went through that very quickly. So a student or the female student thought this was a brilliant idea. She said it would be a huge convenience because the closest place to get something to eat is at the student center. However, it's across the campus and there just won't be enough time to leave the math building, go for a long walk and get back in time for your next class. Also, she said that it's a great place to have something to eat, spend time with friends and slow down. Now, I know that obviously with my writing, I'm able to get a lot more details, but taking your time with it and putting in as many details to that little thing as possible before going into your transition that was good, that's probably the little small things that we have to work on because the grammar and everything was good for the most part. Obviously, speaking evaluations, I would know more about your grammar because you know that little software would show me exactly where your grammar is and stuff. But yeah, does that make sense? Do you have any questions? Yes, yes, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> you said it doesn't make sense. I said, uh-oh, okay. <laughs> I said, oops, okay. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. I so think this part is better from the first one. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. So you're talking about this, uh, this speaking question two is better from, uh, compared to the speaking question one, right? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Yep. Yep. And you said it, you said it yourself. You said, Oh man, the independent question, that's a little bit more difficult for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ed, I, I agree, but it's just going to be like little minor fixes. And I love it because you, if I think about it right now, you're sitting at a very comfortable 24, if not 25. You would be able to get a 26, no doubt, by just doing a couple of fixer uppers. Like, like I said, just a little bit of execution, a couple of fixer uppers, and you're going in and go kick some ass. Okay, that's all there is to it. I have full faith in you because I know different levels, right? I've been doing this for such a long time so i know where particular mm -hmm. people are their capabilities and what they should get however mm -hmm. your anxiety and your anxiousness will hold you back if you don't maintain that inner calm and be in control of the situation yeah. right yes yes this is for the whole exam not only for the speaking part see what i mean so it's about taking that breath and say, you know what, I'm going to come in, I'm going to do my best, and I'm not going to judge myself based on whatever happens today. And when you're able yeah. to do that, and you're able to get back that control, then you're able to just go in and execute. It all comes down to execution, right? So, yeah. okay. All right. Question number three. Are you ready? Go ahead. Take yes, some notes. Please. I'll be waiting for you. Okay. Okay, let's do it. All right. So sometimes this deals a lot with sociology and psychology, right? Sometimes we'll have one big story. We have to be able to adapt in different ways. It's not going to be that hard to do that. Okay. Now, speaking question four is more systematic because there are very explanatory explanations. It's very out there, very easy to understand. However, in the speaking question three, it's just a little bit different because it could be a story. So we have to have a chronological way of approaching and executing. The lecturer talks about the story in regards to his friend. His friend was this, and then you're going to do the whole first, next, then after that, finally, that's a chronological way of delivering your speaking question three. So diffusion effect based on, you know, it seems like it's improving health and everything. It sounds like it's gonna be one big example. So saying that, let's do it. Now listen to part of a lecture on this topic in a psychology class. <laughs> like I said. <laughs> so, okay, let's look at an example. A researcher wanted to study ways to prevent office workers from getting stiff and tired sitting all day at their desks. So he came up with a simple program of exercises, special stretches and things. And he wanted to know if this exercise program would keep people from getting so tired during the workday. So he did a study. He divided the workers in an office building into two groups, Group A and Group B. 
The researcher had Group A do this new exercise program, these special exercises and stretches, every day. While Group B, they were told just to work as usual. And Group A was told not to tell Group B about the exercises they were doing. The study went on for a couple weeks, and what happened was one day some people from Group A were talking about how the exercises they were doing were making them feel great, that they weren't becoming so stiff and tired during the workday. And some people from Group B were sitting nearby and overheard them. And so these people in Group B decided to start doing the exercises too. So, of course, the researcher wasn't able to tell how well the exercises actually worked because people from both groups were doing them. <laughs> That's funny. That's real funny. It's like, yeah, what a waste of time that was. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So I'll let you prepare. You let me know. Okay. Okay. All right. Ready when you are. The reading is about a diffusion effect in health studies. It means when members of the two separated group mistakenly share information with the other members of the group, which makes the information useless. The professor elaborates on this by giving example. When a researcher wants to, want to make a research on how to prevent the worker to get tired in the entire, in the entire or in the working day, uh, he he separated two groups, A and B. A, uh, the group who did the exercise, and B, who, uh, the group who worked as usually. A, uh, have not to tell group B how the exercise work and how they feel after doing the exercise. By mistakenly, group A told members of group B how the exercise work and how they didn't get tired after doing the exercise. After hearing from group B, they did the exercise and this was destructive since the researcher didn't, uh, didn't, uh, couldn't tell the effectiveness of the research. Oh okay. boy, Maze, what do you think? I have the idea or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh man, okay. So there was a lot, there was a lot now. Again, like I said, there, there, you know, it was all about introducing the research and stuff, which you did, you know. So you a researcher wanted to conduct this study, you know, study in an office in regards to work, you know, workers or why workers were always sitting and they were tired all day at work. So he yes. invented some special stretches and exercises and wanted to see if it would keep people from getting so tired. You yeah. see what I mean? So this little part, I do not believe I heard so much of it. It was like an internal preview into going into the whole divided workers into groups. So what you could have done, you could have said, so he did a study and divided workers into two groups. Group A did the exercise and group B would just do the work as usual. Okay. Now, yes. Group A didn't inadvertently, meaning deliberately tell them, group B overheard, but you had said that they told them. 
And so that's a little detail. That's a little detail that got a little bit, yeah. you know, mixed up just slightly, right? Yeah. So obviously it went on for a couple of weeks, you know, uh, one person or a couple of people in group A, you know, uh, were talking about how it made them feel great. And then group B overheard them while they were sitting nearby. And group B ended up doing the exercises too. So in the end, in summary, the researcher could not tell because everyone in both groups were doing the exercises. Boom. So based on your notes, based on what I had written down, what do you think? How could you make that a little bit better? Uh, I think by the way that I'm taking my notes, it's better to take the most important notes. Then I can connect between them when I, when, when I, when I tell the, the main idea. That's right. That's right. And so what I like to do, I like to write down the linkers because it doesn't, I don't have to do so much additional work. So what I I absolutely write down is the big main points. Divided workers, group A did this, group B did this, group A couldn't tell group B. Went on a couple weeks, two weeks. Uh, One day, yeah. yeah. What was that? Uh, uh, I always depend upon what I memorized, not what I have written. So I sometimes I may close my eyes so I can I can speak whatever I have memorized, not the notes that I have written. And so while you were doing that, then that's probably why you said, you know, group A ended up telling group B instead of group B over here in a conversation with some people in group A, because, yeah. you know, you have the notes, but you're not necessarily using the notes and you're kind of mixing up the ideas that were not stated yeah. in the recording mm. but in the speaking section does uh, is it necessarily to uh, to tell the the true details about the about the lecturer or the way that i introduce the information from the lecture only in speaking question one okay now in regards to like if you're doing there was one that i did yesterday with some of my students where it just talked about, imagine that you're at your house and your mom comes in and da 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 da. That's the only type of question where you can just close your eyes and just visualize that situation. And, you know, the lecture talks about imagining myself, you know, being at home with my friends and my mother walks in and tells me that I have to do the chores. Now, you see what I mean? That is more of just like a conversational tone, just go with the story and you can do that. However, if you do end up mixing up the details and you kind of lack that coherence and the ideas don't go one to another, it could end up hurting the cohesion, the coherence, you mix your ideas up and then that's when the score in regards to the development of your topic and task achievement gets dropped. Yeah. But in the other sections, I have to to tell what I have heard. Exactly. It's all about reported speech. Right. It's yeah. all about you reporting exactly what you said. You could put a little finesse and you could make you could do some uh, do some paraphrasing if needed. You know, if there's a big word that you don't know, if you want to put in another word or put in a demonstrative pronoun over here, you could totally do that. Right. But we don't want to mix yeah. up those ideas, because if we take away the idea, then it gets really confusing. And those that the points will start to come down. Yeah, yeah. I get you. OK. All right. All right. So no problem. No problem. You know, just a couple of things you got to get a little bit better at in that little area. It's not too bad. Not too bad. You're doing all right. You're doing all right. Just a little bit of work. 
So let's get into this final question now. Okay, let's see this speaking a question for. So the opening introduction, normally you're going to get something like this. Explain the two adaptations that allow animals to run at high speed. So basically you could say, well, what happens in this one? I'm going to hurry up and tell you very quickly. We're listening for the two adaptations. We don't care so much about the blah, blah, blah at the beginning. Only when we're making and creating that introduction. So the lecture is about, uh, you know, the two adaptations in which uh, animals have so that they could run very quickly. Okay, now there might be something, a sentence or two at the beginning that you might want to implement in that introduction to make it just slightly longer, sure. But we're not going to put too much focus into it. You make sure that in speaking yeah. questions two, uh, two, three, and four, have an open introduction from 12 to 15 seconds. And if you finish early, make sure you add a conclusion. You don't want to finish before 57 seconds, okay? That's going to hurt yeah. your score. Okay, we can start. Okay, let's do it. Three, two, and one. Listen to part of a lecture in a biology class. All animals need to be able to survive in a particular habitat. Some animal species rely on their speed for survival. Being able to run or fly quickly helps them to hunt, to capture prey, and it also helps them to escape from danger. Why are these animals so fast? Well, these animals have developed physical adaptations that help them to run at high speeds. Let's discuss a couple of these adaptations. Some animals have specially adapted feet that allow them to travel fast over rough ground. Extremely fast animals may have feet that are very tough on the bottom. This helps them escape from a predator or capture prey more efficiently since they can run after them at high speeds over rough ground without hurting their feet. For example, the cheetah. These large cats are among the fastest animals in the world, and many of them live in the African desert, where the ground is rough and also gets very hot. So cheetahs have feet with tough pads on the bottom. These pads protect them from the hot sand and sticks and stones, so they don't hurt their feet and have to slow down. Another adaptation that allows animals to run at high speeds is specially adapted legs. Animals that have long, powerful legs are generally able to run faster than other animals. Looking again at the cheetah, the cheetah has very muscular back legs. When a cheetah starts to run, it pushes off on one of its powerful back legs, sending the body forward in a matter of seconds. What's more, the cheetah's legs are very long, allowing them to take huge steps, covering a greater distance in less time than if they had shorter legs. Right. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Okay. I took a whole bunch of notes. Let's see how we go here. Okay. All righty. All righty. So not bad, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to hurry up and reset this bad boy. Okay. Let me just put this on the next page. Okay. Okay. There we go. That's better. Okay. All right. Ready when you are. Oh. Yeah, of course. Hold on. There we go. Okay. The the lecture in the biology lecture 
explains the mean the meaning of adaptation, which is the ability of animals to survive in different environments by giving different by giving example. The uh, the two main types of adaptation which she mean, she mentioned is the physical adaptation and the specially adapted legs. Let's start with the physical adaptation. The, uh, some of animals have to be speed to run to fly to capture. The, the, uh, to capture or, uh, or hunt, to escape from danger. So by physical adaptation, for example, cheetah, their feet uh, have to travel, uh, their feet have to help them to travel very, uh, to travel speedily. So uh, without, her, uh, without hurting their uh, feet. So cheetah is the fastest animal in the world, uh, which uh, their feet can protect them from being harmed. Uh, secondly, the specially adapted legs. Cheetah has muscular back leg, which can move the body forward uh, quickly. Oh, ways, ways. Uh oh, what's going on? <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I don't know. That was a lot. There was a lot of things all over the place. Next thing you know, the second reason was at 53 seconds. I said, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that. And again, there was a little stuttering and stuff like that, physical adaptation. But it seemed you spent so much time on the first part. And unless you put some of the reasons in the second up in with yeah. the first, I'm not exactly sure what was happening. It was. Yeah. So what do you think? What what do you think happened? Uh, I think it's uh, it's the same notes? issue the way that I take the notes. Ah, okay, okay. Because, so because yeah, both both types of adaptation ha have been explained by the same example, which is cheetah. So I think that I I could be uh, I could be smarter how to use the same example to. Uh, to explain the two types of adaptation, I which see. will take less time. Okay, okay, all right, all right. So, huh, okay, so again, the, you know, because we're talking about obviously specially adapted legs versus the feet. So it's gonna be very hard to include the legs along with the feet without making proper transitions. Um, and so that's gonna have to be something you get better at because again, you know, I made, you know, the opening introduction notes here but then after that, I wrote down capture prey without hurting feet. She is the fastest living African, you know, living African, no, living animal that lives in the African desert. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, where it's rough. The ground is very rough and it gets very hot. So they have tough pads at the bottom of their feet and it protects them from the hot stand sticks and stones so they don't hurt their feet. That's what I wrote down. I know she probably said just a little bit more, but then I would have transitioned into something such as. She also stated that cheetahs have specially adapted legs. So instead of saying the second reason she gave is specially adapted legs, yeah, she goes on with the same example in regards to the cheetah. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I would just restate it saying, okay, she's still sticking with the cheetah and then talk about its long, powerful legs, runs faster than others. Cheetahs have muscular back legs, starts to run, pushes off one of its back legs, sending the body forward very quickly. Again, it says long legs, literally again. And then, um, yeah, it says, uh, you know, take huge steps, cover greater distances in shorter time. So I think the note taken and doing a little bit, a little practice in that area 
is going to be very important because it felt like, and the question four, I was like, oh my God, everything's going all over the place. Then you went into reason number two, it was only like, it was literally 12 seconds and it went over by five seconds. So there's going to have to be some work that gets done. <laughs> 